Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. If a man is looking, and if he's looking, not, not, not gazing and staring like, you know, uh-uh, not that. That's, that's, that's weird. But if a man makes eye contact, you know, there's, there's some interest there. But most women don't know how to let a man know that it's safe for him to approach. So he never does. A masculine man, a quality man, a classical man, a king of a man is not going to risk his, um, he's not going to risk his confidence, uh, his honor, until he knows that you approve of the approach. If you look in, if you go to Ruth chapter 2 verses 1 through 5, read the whole story and just kind of, you know, take your own, glean your own uh, wisdom from it. But it's, you know, it's the story of, of Ruth and Boaz. And listen to, listen to how this starts off. Ruth uh, is with her mother-in-law. Her, Ruth is, at this point, she's... Um, She's a widower, her husband, um, or she's a widow rather. Her husband has been killed and now she's made a vow to stick with her mother-in-law, Naomi. And so now they're journeying and they journey to a place where there's a man by the name of Boaz. But listen, listen to how it goes in, in Ruth chapter two, verses one through five. Now, Naomi had a relative of her husband, a man of great wealth and influence from the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabitess, said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one of the reapers in whose sight I may find favor. Naomi said to her, go my daughter, verse three. So Ruth went and picked up the leftover grain in a field after the reapers and she happened to stop at the plot of land belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. It was then that Boaz came back from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? And when you read the full story, you'll see where uh, Naomi teaches Ruth how to make Boaz to know that, you know, she approves of his approach. Now, there are some practical things that uh, Chingy laid out for women, and I, and I appreciate it because it's from a woman to women, and I, as a man, I say, it's true. She says, number one, if you're in a setting where there's a man that's made eye contact and, you know, he's, he smiles and he looks, you know, when a man is interested, he'll make eye contact and he'll wait for you to make eye contact and hold it. She says, number one, 
when you see that a man is, is looking at you and if there's any interest, visual interest at all on your part, make eye contact just long enough for him to know that you see him seeing you. Number two, she said, smile. Once you make eye contact and he doesn't break the eye contact, because if he's interested, he's not going to break the eye contact. And he know, he sees that you see that he sees you and you see that, uh, you know, you, you see him seeing you. The next thing you do is smile. And then that says, okay, okay, that's, that's a nod. That's a nod. And see, you're not, you're not risking your virtue at this point. And then what happens is, uh, you, you find a reason to move closer. And then once you make the move to move closer, then you say to him, okay, this is as far as I'm going. You got a green light, bust a move. And then he'll move in. Hello, my name is, and then from there you can feel the energy you can discern and you can see, but you got to know how to make a man know that it's authorized. You approve of him. See, you can't just let a man look at you and then you look at him and then look off. And then you looking back again because you, you know, you're struggling with that low self-esteem. He can't be looking at me, huh? He can't be looking at me. Well, now you're sending off mixed signals. So when you see a man looking at you, you know, you look at him, you smile, and then, then you can look off. And then you, you look again, he's going to still be looking at you. Y'all get the message. Number five, men don't approach because they've been embarrassed by a woman in the past and there's some trauma there. You'd be amazed at how many men have been traumatized you know, who men, good men who want a relationship with a woman, but have been traumatized by broken women um, who are addicted to clowns and crowns. A lot of times you have good men that don't approach because they've been embarrassed publicly by a woman in the past. The same women, listen to this very carefully, the same women that enable the behavior of toxic feminine men are often the same ones that destroy the souls of good guys. The same woman that, you know, enables um, a narcissist, uh, a player to come in and just, you know, wreck her life. If you go down, if you look through her history, Here's the same woman that's taken a good, healthy, wholesome, sincere man, and she's broken him with rejection. And, and, and you all are doing it all of the time, not knowingly, not intentionally, but women are doing it all of the time. You are destroying good men. See, if you're not interested in a man, you don't have to, des you don't have to destroy him. You don't have to, de to destroy him because what, what you're effectively doing is you are breaking this brother for the woman that, you know, may be meant for him in the future. Come on now. It's better for you to say, you know, let's just be friends than to say, yeah, I can't believe you. I don't want you. I don't want you. What makes you think I want, you know, you can't break a man like that, especially if he's being 
honorable, sincere, and respectful, you have to respectfully bow out of the situation. Don't break him because what you're doing is you're wrecking the opportunity for a woman that's, that's a perfect fit for that man in the future. He won't have the confidence to step. Number six, his confidence is low. Why, is, why, why are guys not approaching? His confidence is low because he knows he's not the type most women are checking for. He's not, you know, he's not six feet. He's not six two. Uh, he's, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't have six figures a year. He doesn't have Giorgio Armani suits in his closet. Uh, he's not driving, you know, the biggest Benz or the Beamer or the Bentley. And so because of social media and all of this stuff that women project as being, you know, the um, standard for, you know, a man that she might view as a potential, he knows that he's not that. And it kind of goes back to number one, you know, he's waiting to get his money right. And what's going on is a lot of times you're trading this guy in and what's going on is this guy is, is like the, the, the packet, the toy that is in the box in 50 different pieces, just not assembled. And what you're doing is you're, you're, you're shoving him aside everything that's necessary you know, for him to be, you know, king is in the box. He already possesses it. He just needs somebody to help him to put it together. You're trading that guy in for the guy that's just wrapped. You know, nothing inside, but the wrapping is nice. And, and, and so his confidence is, confidence is low because he knows he's not the type that most women are looking for. Fact about it, I heard Chingy say this as well. Most masculine men, most masculine men that would make great providers and, and great leaders and great husbands and would be faithful are not necessarily um, the sexiest guys. They, they don't have time necessarily to be in the gym two or three times a day. Uh, they're not driving around through town with their sports cars and, you know, hair immaculate and all of this kind of thing because they're usually visionary. They're working on, they're, they're working their careers, they're working their jobs, they're working their businesses, and they're very responsible men. And so they're not always the sexiest guys, but they are uh, the manliest guys. And so many times you are, you are, women are rejecting these guys and you're, you're accepting the, you know, the, the little feminine guy that has all of the Hollywood stuff, but he doesn't, he, he's all style, but he's no substance. And so the guy with the substance, his confidence is low because he knows he's not the type that most women would desire. And here's the weird thing. Mo the, 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 the type that most women say, uh, I hope I don't get in trouble with this, but the type that most women say they want, um, many of these women don't even meet those standards. You want a guy that has a washboard stomach, 
Well, okay, let's move on. Number seven. Seventh reason that men are not approaching you. Women every day, listen to this very carefully. Women every day are changing the rules. Men no longer have to approach because today women are the aggressors. The toxic sisterhood is killing you all. Those of you ladies that are committed to, you know, queen consciousness and, you know, classical womanhood, I suppose we may call it, your toxic sisterhood is killing you because while you're holding a certain standard, you have, you know, eight out of ten of y'all, your sisters out here running dudes down in these streets, running them down. Brother don't even have to have, men don't even have to know how to rap no more. They don't even have to know how to have a conversation no more because women are so aggressive. You're changing the rules every day. You know, uh, it, it, go to Isaiah. Let me show you something. In Isaiah chapter four and verse one, it says in the Amplified Version, and in that day, seven women will take hold of one man. And that day is this day saying we will eat our own food and wear and provide our own clothes. Only let us be called by your name. Take away our shame of being unmarried. Women have become so desperate and so aggressive today that men don't know the rules anymore. You know, it's, it's like before a man can um, approach a woman, it's like she coming at him. And for a masculine man that would really make for a husband material, it's a turnoff. So you have brothers out here saying, man, I'm just waiting on a woman that is healthy enough to respond when I respectfully approach. And I'm, I'm just waiting on a woman who's feminine enough to wait and allow me to approach. I'm either dealing with women that uh, get offended by me saying something as simple as hello, or I'm dealing with women that won't even give me a chance to say hello before they running me down in these streets. Number eight, why, why are brothers not approaching? Some women present themselves as shallow and vain. And what happens is, see, society says, this the way you dress, this the way you carry yourself, and y'all following Instagram, and you all out here in these clubs, in these mirrors, taking these booty shots, putting these booty shots on Instagram, on social media, not realizing that you're attracting uh, all of the clowns and crowns, you're attracting all of the one night standers and you're, you're repelling the husband material. Every time you follow, you just following what society is doing. You're presenting yourself as shallow and vain. And many of you are not, but you're a follower. You've not contacted your individuality enough to lead even your own life. And a woman that watch this leads with vanity 
will attract men that lead with vanity. All you'll attract are men that want you for sex. And you will never attract a man that really is looking for something honorable because you're leading with vanity and what you're doing is you're, you're, you're misadvertising yourself. You're misrepresenting yourself. Listen to what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 2. It says, um, but understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come, difficult days that will be hard to bear. For people will be lovers, and the King James it says, men will be lovers of themselves. But here the Amplified says, for people will be lovers of, lovers of self, narcissistic, self-focused, lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revelers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. When you lead with vanity, you attract vanity. So you're misrepresenting yourself. So you're advertising the wrong thing. So you're getting the wrong customer. You, you really, you're, you're really preparing chicken, but you're advertising hamburgers or oh, better, better. Here it is. You, 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 you really, you, you're really preparing steak inside of the restaurant, but you're advertising hamburger. So you get all of the cheap hamburger people when on the inside, you, 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 you really are. You really are offering steak and you're wondering why is it that nobody that can afford steak is showing up? It's because you're number nine. Why are brothers not approaching? I only have 10 and I'm out. Fear of accusation. Fear of accusation. If there ever were a time that a, a, a queen conscious woman is going to have to know how to prove Number one, discern a man's spirit first of all, not just looking at a man for what he looks like, but discern his heart and then approve of his approach. It's now, you know, too many men are getting caught up in accusations. Some are going down rightfully. They've done some dirty low down things, but you have other brothers who are looking at this and they're saying, well, man, if I, if I say hello, if I, you know, what, what could this mean for me legally? And the Bible says in Romans 14, 16, let not then your good be evil spoken of. So you have some good men that would love to approach, but they're looking at all of the stuff that's going on and, you know, how complicated and, you know, the political correct thing and all of this kind of stuff. And a lot of these men don't even know how to circumvent all of this stuff. They're interested, but they got to sit back in the cut and, and wait for you to let them know without any doubt that it's cool for them to approach. It, it is his job to pursue. It's your job to approve of that pursuit. And then number 10, and I'm done. And I saved this one for last so I could hit it and get out of here. Uh, they ain't approaching because a lot of these dudes are just gay. It's a gay explosion out here. And, you know, and I mean, you know, I, I'm just from a different school. You know, this is a time and generation, speaking of being politically correct, 
that you know everybody says is nothing is nothing wrong with it. It's right. You know, even y'all up in the church trying to say it's right for a man to be with a man. So, you know, I just stick over here with my wife and mind my business and go on about my business. I don't get involved in nobody else's stuff. But a lot of these dudes not approaching because they're gay and, and you know, uh, everybody gay don't look like it. You, you, got, you got dudes that are as manly and masculine in that sense as I am, that are as gay as, you know, I won't call them RuPaul. Okay, somebody openly gay. They look just like me, talk just like me, just gay as RuPaul. Gay as RuPaul. And it's an unfortunate reality today that women have to deal with. You know, it breaks my heart that you have to deal with it. But a lot of these, a lot of these guys that y'all looking at, it, it, they're gay. They want the same thing you want, you know? And the Bible says in Romans 1, 26, 27, for this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, shown of unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. So it's talking about the explosion of men, you know, for some reason being sexually attracted to men. That's the reality. That's what that's what we're living with today. And I mean, I have gay people in my family. I don't understand it. I love them. You know what I mean? I have gay members in my church. Uh, I don't preach about gays every Sunday. I don't make no sermon series about it necessarily, but they know my position. They know what I, but that's what a lot of you ladies are dealing with. And then sometimes these guys are scared to approach because you got so many gay women now. And it used to be when a woman was gay, you know, a lesbian, you know, she looked butch. But now you got lipstick lesbians, just as cute as anybody, you know, on Vanity Fair and don't want number women. So it's, it's a lot of confused messages going on out here. So let me give you this and then I'm out of here because I feel like this one's gonna get me in trouble. What to do while you're waiting as a, as, a, as, a, as a queen conscious woman, what do I do? Well, letter A, live for individual purpose. Live for individual purpose. Stop making a whole campaign out of when am I going to get a man? When am I going to get a man? When is a man coming? When am I going to have a relationship? Have a relationship with your God, yourself, and your individual purpose for being. Fall in love with your purpose. Lose the desperate energy. That's where we have to start. That's where we have, as long as you're desperate, you're going to always give off the wrong energy. And you're going to all, if your energy is bad, you're going to always attract the wrong stuff. Let it be. Heal so you can give healthy energy. You know, if, you, if you're a lady that finds yourself in a position where you're offended at every man speaking to you, you understand now that there's some things that need to be healed in you. If you're a woman that is so desperate, you just, you got that masculine energy going on and you just running a man down, you need to heal so your energy can be healthy. Letter C, make certain that you are emotionally and socially available. 
emotionally and socially available. Heal so that you can become emotionally available for somebody and then be socially available. You can't just live stuck up in a cubicle in, a, in an office, from an office to your house to your church. You got, you got to get out and you got to live life. You know what I mean? You got to be socially available. Stop feeling the need to always be in the pack. Be socially available and emotionally available. There are a lot of you saying, nobody ever approaches me. Well, you're around the same people all the time. They either gay, got somebody, or they don't like you. You gotta go in, you gotta go into other places. You know, you, you young, single, professional, go around the world, just go and visit other places in the world, meet other people, new people. Stop having all of these little in the box standards. He gotta be this, he gotta be that. And just get around and, and meet people and then let her D and I'm out of here. Here. Got into enough trouble today. Work on your conversation skills. You know, practice saying hello. It, it doesn't make you a loose woman to say hello. A man says to you, hello. Hello, with a smile. You know, not, not, mm, not a grunt. Hello. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you, sir? Practice that. You're missing great opportunities because you're practicing all of this dysfunctional behavior. You saw your auntie and your, 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 your girlfriends who don't have no man. They walk around here grunting at dudes all day that's trying to speak to them. Practice your social skills. Practice your conversational skills. Stop being so difficult. You know, if, if a dude is a fool and he's disrespectful, he'll make it known in a few seconds. But you don't want to be turning off. A, a, a guy that means well and is respectful because you just lack social skills, work on your social skills. Ain't no man gonna just drop out the sky. You got, you got, it's his job to pursue, it's your job to prove. So I hope you got something out of this today. You know, of course, I always enjoy our conversations. Let me pray for you. Father, let something I said today resonate as wisdom, those, dear God, that may disagree in certain areas, maybe they've even been triggered. God, I thank you for ministering to their hearts in whatever way is necessary. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, don't forget to go by my website, rcblakes.com. Sign up for my mailing list. Check out my online programs. Go to Amazon, buy my books. Or just search R.C. Blakes Jr. on Amazon. All of my books will come up. And just know that Lisa and I, we truly, truly love you and we thank God for you. And I want you to know I'm done. I'm done. I want you to know that you're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So guess what? I will see you at the top. God bless you. Until then. We here at R.C. Blakes Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you are there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. 
Once again, all of us here at RC Blake's Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.